0: What up, son? It's the tale of the tapes! The fuck life! What up, son? It's the tale of the tapes. Season 2, episode 9. Today we have Lodge Professor and Scarface of the Ghetto Boys. So. Before we get into either of these guys, I would like to retouch on the Ghetto Boys real quick. When we ended the 80s decade, the last episode was Willie D from the Ghetto Boys, and I explained how and why the Ghetto Boys were not included in this, but let's just retouch on that really quick before we go forward. I never really was a fan of the Ghetto Boys. I never had any of their albums, and quite frankly, I'm not even 100% sure that I've really ever heard a Ghetto Boys song. I could be wrong, but off the top of my head, I don't think I have. So... Me personally, I'm not aware of who is on what songs. Now, obviously, as somebody that listens to hip hop, I can clearly differentiate Scarface, Bushwick Bill, and Willie D. But if you research into the ghetto boys a little bit, you'll find a long list of members. Only what you won't find is any real info on any of those members aside from the three guys that I just named to you. And all three of those guys were included in this study. With that being said, if I can't find any info on more than half of the group, by default they were left out. Now, I'm not from the South, I'm not a big Ghetto Boys fan, etc, etc, so if anybody has any info to offer on this matter, please bring it to my attention, and I will make my adjustments if need be. I have absolutely no problem going back and listening to the actual Ghetto Boys albums. Like I said, Willie D, Scarface, and Bushwick Bill all included in this study in their solo work and things like that, but it was just really impossible for me to really find out nearly anything on any of the other members. And like I said, by default, that disqualifies them for qualifying from the study, but it's not really a group that I would prefer to leave out. So like I said, if anybody has info on this, I would greatly appreciate it. Whatever info I'm given, I'm obviously going to have to look into those people or something like that and see if they you know, if they make the cut and things like that. So just being given the info doesn't guarantee that the ghetto boys will eventually be included in this, but I really would just like to have the info, which leaves me with the option to include them right now. I feel like I have no option and no way to judge people if I don't even know who they are. So with that out of the way, let's get into Lodge Professor who had his debut album in 1991. Birth name is William Paul Mitchell, also known as Lodge Pro or Extra P. Born March 21st, 1972 in Harlem, New York City, United States. His origin is Flushing, Queens, New York City, United States. His genres are listed as hip-hop. And his years active are listed as 1989 to present. So a little bit of background on Lodge Professor. William Paul Mitchell, born March 21st, 1972, better known by the stage name of Lodge Professor, also extra P and Lodge Pro, is an American rapper and record producer. Based in New York City, he is known as a founding member of the underground hip-hop group Main Source and as mentor and frequent collaborator of Nas. About.com ranked Lodge Professor at number 13 on its top 25 hip-hop producers list. Now let's get into what I wrote down about Lodge Professor as I was listening to him. I believe Lodge Professor is the first rapper-producer that I did not realize was even a rapper. Early on, he used run-on bars and shortcuts, but I quickly came to realize that this was by choice and not because he wasn't able to word things correctly. His were rather sentences that stood fine by themselves most times, he just chose to continue the sentence on, and he even had entire songs where it was evident that he purposely did this from beginning to end. He was also pretty good at keeping a topic and telling a story. Later on, he got very good with multisyllabic rhymes and using different rhyme schemes, and that was able to carry him to just above average overall lyrically. Large Pro qualified six albums for scoring, one with main source and five solo. One of these albums was average, four were good, and one was great. Of his 76 songs total, only one was great, while two were weak, but another 22 were good. If we were judging strictly by production, Large Professor would have done better in the impact category, but this is being judged as a rapper. I, for one, didn't even realize he rapped, even though I've always enjoyed his production. On top of that, he only had clear influences on Nas and maybe one or two others. When it came to originality, however, Large Professor really shined. From his image to his message, nothing about him followed the crowd. He never sold out or changed his style, had some very original song topics, and his sound and even some of his mixes were usually very unique. So getting into the math of what I wrote down on him, lyrics he gets a a 5.5, which we talked about just above average. Albums he gets a 4.35 with zero classics. Songs he gets a minus .13, which like we spoke about is very low as it is with most people. Um, He had the one great song, the two weak songs, out of 76 total, so a very little loss there, but a loss nonetheless. Impact, he gets a four and a half. Now, if it wasn't for his production aspect and things like that, he might have even gotten a lower score than this, because quite frankly, like I said, I didn't know he rapped, and I, you know... I. That being said, I I wouldn't have known him, period, if it wasn't for his production. So, like I said, taking that out of the equation, mixed in with the fact that he only really had influences on Nas and maybe one or two other people, he definitely would have got a very low score in this category. And although 4.5 is below average, it was kind of carried a little bit just by the fact that he obviously has had a large role in the hip-hop scene in general. It just wasn't very large as a rapper particularly, so that had to kind of get averaged out, and I felt that that fell just below average right there. Originality, he gets a 9. We spoke about, I mean, there really was almost nothing about this guy that wasn't original. The way that he looked, the things that he talked about, um, he never seemed to follow any trends. He never sold out or did a 180 on his style or nothing like that. He had a lot of songs that were very original and like I spoke about some of his mixes were really original like some of the some of the effects that were put on certain things or just you know weird things of that sort. He just was a very unique artist. So he he gets a 9 in that category, which is obviously a great score. So you add those five numbers up and you divide by 5 and you get a final rating of 4.64 which leaves Large Professor tied in 50th place of 153 artists done overall. So a top third finish there from a guy who in all reality I didn't even really know was a rapper. Now, don't mistake what I'm saying. I certainly knew of Large Professor and a lot of his production. I was just not aware that he himself was a rapper. And quite frankly, after a finish like that, shame on me. So big shout outs to Large Professor for sure. That's obviously a guy that he's very good with hip-hop and very good with music. I mean, when you have somebody like that who is a very big name when it comes to production and they decide at whatever point that they want to be a rapper as well, even if it was around the same time. I mean, somebody that's multi-talented like that and hit these levels where obviously he didn't hit the same level rapping that he did with his production, but... Still very high levels hit there on both ends. I mean, he had a lot of production for a lot of really really big names, and then being judged strictly as a rapper, he scored very well there. Despite maybe not having a tremendous amount of commercial success, he still did very well. So, definite big shout out to Large Professor man, especially with an originality score like that for sure. To come out and and be that original and be that big with your production and quite frankly that good with your with your um you know, your MCing skills is, is definitely impressive on multiple levels. So now getting into Scarface, who also had his debut solo album in 1991. His birth name is Brad Terrence Jordan, also known as Mr. Scarface, Face, DJ Action, Face Mob, and Creepy. He was born November 9th, 1970 in Houston, Texas, United States. Genres listed as hip hop and his years active are listed as 1988 to present. A lot of these guys, I'm sure now, since we're getting into the 90s and, uh, you know, we're going to be in the mid-90s soon and stuff like that, I'm sure that a lot more of these guys are not only going to be getting active statuses listed as present, but probably are still actively putting out music now because we're starting to get to a period where we're not really as far behind. When we started this off, we were 40 years behind, so for somebody to be rapping for 40 years was obviously very unlikely. At this point, we're talking more like 25 to 30 years, which is still insanely impressive for sure, but it's not quite the same as somebody being expected to go from 1980 to 2021. So just expect to see a lot more active statuses listed as present. Little bit of background on Scarface, Brad Terrence Jordan, born November 9, 1970, better known by his stage name Scarface, is an American rapper, record producer, and politician, best known as a member of the Ghetto Boys, a hip-hop group from Houston, Texas. He grew up in Houston and is originally from the city's South Acres Crestmont Park neighborhood. In 2012, The Source ranked him number 16 on their list of the top 50 lyricists of all time, while About.com ranked him number 6 on its list of the 50 greatest MCs of our time, which included 1987-2007. to Now into what I wrote down on Scarface as I was listening to him. Scarface was a pretty well-rounded artist and stayed consistently just above average in every department. I noticed that he is, surprisingly to me, pretty underrated as far as a storyteller is concerned. He didn't always have the craziest twists involved, but he was very good at keeping a topic and painting a picture. He did have some dope one-liners, although they may have been slightly outweighed by some weak or lazy rhymes here and there. Scarface continued to get better as time went on, but it was mostly his deep, meaningful lyrics and storytelling that kept him above average lyrically when it came to albums, Scarface was good and he was consistent. Although he didn't have any classics, of the 12 solo albums he's dropped, one was great and the other 11 were good. I'd say those are pretty solid numbers. There were also 186 songs released and five of them were great songs, while only one was weak and another 35 were good. Real hip-hop had certainly no face, whether they fuck with him or not, but I certainly wouldn't call him a household name. He definitely did have impacts on artists such as Nas, Snoop Dogg, Dipset, DMX, The Locks, and many others. As far as originality, Scarface had his ups and downs, but he was more up than down. There was a lot about him that was your typical Texas rapper both musically and image-wise, but he also had a very unique voice and delivery, and there was also a lot more that came with Scarface than just meets the eye, plus he certainly had his fair share of original song ideas. So getting into the math on Scarface, lyrics he gets a 6, albums he gets a 4.13 with zero classics, songs he gets a plus .22 like we spoke about he had the uh, five great songs and only the one week song so again a relatively low number only about a fifth of a point there but it's a plus instead of a minus or instead of a zero so he does pick up a little bit there, impact he gets a 6, and originality he also gets a 6. So like I spoke about right away when I started talking about Scarface, he was just consistently good. You know, no classic albums and only the one great album, but the other 11 were good albums. He stays at a 6 lyrically, he gets a 6 for impact, he gets a 6 for originality, so he was just one of those guys that you knew what you were getting from Scarface, he was a good storyteller, Um, he had a lot of deep and meaningful rhymes and bars and stuff like that, but he was pretty consistent, he did get better with time, but he was around the same range for the most part, very consistent, a lot of good albums, you know, a lot of a lot of deep meaningful lyrics, good lines, stuff like that, like I said, he had his ups and downs in every category, but he was able to stay above average in each one, so add those five numbers up, you divide by five, and you get a final rating of 4.47, which puts face in 67th place of 153 artists done overall. So, It's crazy because Scarface has the better score in almost every category than Large Professor does. But the two that Large Professor beat him in, it was enough to make up for the differential. And Large Professor winds up finishing above Scarface overall, despite Scarface being better in most categories. So that's, again, another example that just goes to show you how people are getting to where they're getting in totally different fashions. When you talk about the word better... I'm probably going to ask you what you mean. If you're talking overall, I have to say that Large Professor is quote-unquote better, which was mostly carried due to his originality score. He was just much more of a unique and an original artist than Scarface was. Not to say Scarface wasn't unique and original in his own way, just not quite to the same degree that Large Professor was, and that carried him. Now, when you say better, are you talking about who was better lyrically? Because that was certainly Scarface. Now... Large Professor was above average in this category as well, but Scarface was better. Also, keep in mind, and I speak about this a lot when we talk about Will Smith's lyrical score, keep in mind that there are definitely plenty of people that are getting the same lyrical score, but I could definitely tell you that one guy was better than the other. So even though Scarface only gets a half a point higher than Large Professor in lyrics, it's still a decent amount. He was definitely a better lyricist than Large Professor, so... I'm not saying that again, again, I'm not saying that to compare these two, but I'm just saying it to go to show you how we have to be careful with the words we use, especially when we talk about better or best or things like that. I like to clarify exactly what people are talking about because in most areas, Scarface was better, but overall, I would have to say that Lodge professor was better. So let's talk about the current list that we get into. Um, like I said, top 15% overall for the rest of the 90s. Nothing in this list changes at all today. In our top spot, we have KRS-One, who's in 11th place of 153 artists done, and he has been in that top spot for a long time. I just want to point that out. You know, since around the mid-80s or so, KRS-One has been in the number one spot. We're now in 1991 here, and KRS is still holding on to the number one spot. I mean, you're talking about probably 15 to 20 episodes in a row now where KRS-One has been in that top spot so whether he holds on to that or not in the future we will it will remain to be seen but I do just want to give some acknowledgement and a shout out to him right now because he has been in that top spot for a long time behind him we have Jizza, who's in 13th place of 153 artists done behind him is Slick Rick who's in 15th place of 153 artists done and then behind him in 17th place is Rakim. Five slots back, we have Rev Run of Run DMC, who's in 22nd place of 153 artists done. Directly behind him in 23rd is LL Cool J, and directly behind him in 24th is MF Doom. couple of slots back in 26th is Will Smith. And then tied for 29th place, we have DMC of Run DMC and Ice Cube. In our last and final spot being named here today, we have Big Daddy Kane and Everlast who are tied for 32nd place of 153 artists done overall. So, there is your top 15% overall. Big shout outs to those guys, man. Some guys are newcomers. Um, MF Doom recently added in there and stuff like that. Uh, Jezza not too long ago. A couple 90s guys in there, mostly 80s guys, but some of those guys have been in there for a very long time. They've been holding on to that spot for years and years. It hasn't been years that we've sat here and gone through things, but it's been chronological years in the, in the order of when people came out and things like that. So you can see people starting to carve their lane out as being the best of a certain time period. And I think it's important to acknowledge that even though those people might not really hold on to a top slot overall. Now let's get into our current top ten percent lyrically, and this list also doesn't change today. So, tied for our top spot, we have Master Ace and Jizza, who both got seven and a halfs lyrically. Tied for third place behind them, we have KRS-One and Lord Finesse, who both got sevens lyrically. And then we have a four-way tie for fifth place with Will Smith, Rakim, Cool G Rap, and Everlast, who all got lyrical scores of six and a half. I obviously also want to give a shout out to these guys. I I talk all the time. Lyrics is my thing. These are my top guys right here. You know, if you ask me, like, who's the best rapper, and I'm going to say, do you mean lyrically, these are the guys I'm throwing out there, at least that I've been through so far. So, definite shout out to them. Now, let's get into some of our other lists that we have added going forward. We'll start with our top five rappers to make their debut in the 80s. As usual, this list is going to stay the same today. In our top spot, the number one rapper of the 80s, KRS-One, number two, Slick Rick, number three, Rakim, number four, Rev Run of Run DMC, and number five, LL Cool J. I wouldn't expect that list to change too much going forward. Now we'll get into our top five rappers to make their debut in the 90s, and this list also does not change today. So our number one rapper so far to make their debut in the 90s was Jizza of Wu-Tang. In 2nd place, MF Doom. In 3rd, Everlast. In 4th, Be Real of Cypress Hill. And tied for 5th, we have Master Ace and Lord Finesse. So, this list does change quite often, but it doesn't change today. we still got Master Ace and Lord Finesse hanging on to that last spot. And those are two of our top lyricists so far. So I like seeing them hang on to that spot. Shout out to Be Real, who we covered last week. That's one of my cousin's favorite rappers. He's still hanging in there right now. And then obviously shoutouts to Everlast, MF Doom, and Jizz who are holding on to the top three spots of uh, rappers to make their debut in the 90s so far. So we'll see how long everybody can hold on to their respective spots going forward. If you'd like to see any of these lists in full, you can give the Facebook website a visit at www.facebook.com slash taleofthetapespodcast. You can also give the host website a visit at www.anchor.fm slash tapes. Both of those links are spelled completely normally. If you'd like to donate to your boy Forms, hit the support button and donate a tremendous amount of money. It'll be absolutely wonderful for everybody. (laughs) So that's it for episode nine. And next week on episode 10, we will have Dell the Funky Homo Sapien and Pharaoh Monch. So two pretty contrasting artists here to a certain extent. Dell much more of what would be considered an underground artist, and Pharoah is really deemed as one of the greatest lyricists of all time by most people, most hip-hop heads, so I'll be excited to see how each of these guys fare next week for sure, and uh, Tale of the Tapes, catch you next week, peace. Tell of the Tapes, might as well.